Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Therapy, or the best Husker sports update talk show in the universe. <laughs> I've seen that. You know, I've seen other people do like that. They do stuff on social media where they're like, go top thing, hot dog. And I thought we'd just call ourselves. We'd just change our names. The best Husker sports update <laughs> talk show in the universe. Tonight. Yes, tonight. Because we are well prepared. We have we have been reading. We have been studying. <sighs> we haven't been doing a damn thing, have we? Uh, no, not watching a lot of sports. I've watched yeah, a lot well, of that, sports. You know what? Yeah. That's that's the thing. That's the thing, isn't it? Watching a lot of sports. What have you watched, Todd? What have you watched? Well, I've actually watched uh, a little over two and a half full games of basketball. Oh, are you okay? Well, no, because I quit at halftime of the Nebraska-Wisconsin game. <laughs> and we know how that turned out. Yes, you missed the most historic, one of the most historic games in like 20 years. Yeah. The first and time a top 10 team by leading by, what was it, 16 at half had lost a game. They were down by 19 points at one point. In yeah, time. yeah. And I said, there ain't no way this is going to happen again. Yeah. And it did. It did. And I missed it. You missed it. So then I figured. Do you feel bad about it yourself? Well, I kind of. You should. I, well, I do. <laughs> Good. So then I watched two full games. I watched Iowa State against Baylor. Okay. <laughs> and I watched Nebraska against Illinois. Well, those are pretty damned exciting games to watch. Both of them were insane. Yeah. And and the crazy thing about it is, and here's Todd Wolverton talking basketball like, God, that's the dumbest thing. But it's, sport, down. It, it's the best sports update talk show in the universe. Okay. So, so you're getting a hang of it. Both of those games are coming down to the end. Mm -hmm. And both of my teams have the ball with less than the whatever's on the shot clock. So no matter what, they can have the last shot of the game. And they both took the damn shot too early. Nebraska, yeah, oh, you, Nebraska you think Nebraska should have held the ball? They should longer. have held the ball at least for another four or five seconds. And I understand that there's no guarantee that you're going to get a clean shot. Get it. Got it. But they took that shot with like nine seconds left. And Iowa State did the same damn thing. They left too much time for the other team. And and then the other team scores and Nebraska ultimately ends up losing and Iowa State lost. So there's my basketball wisdom. And I don't I don't know. I, I I can't, I can't watch. I can't watch much more basketball. Well, no. Well, I yes, you it. can. There's a lot left, and it's going to be fun. It is good. Pot. It might possibly the, be the funnest basketball Nebraska ball year in our lives, in all of human history, Todd. In all of human history, well, due to the fact that I hadn't paid a hell of a lot of attention, 
But I read about how Nebraska gets smoked on the road. You know, they win a big game at home, and then they turn around and they pee it down their pants when they go on the road. They really battled against Illinois, and, and that was a good game. And if, if by chance Nebraska is somehow over the mental block of playing on the road, you know, maybe they can grab one or two road games, you know, down the stretch here. Um, because, you know, listening to all the talking heads, you know, there's people saying that, you know, if they don't think that Nebraska is one of the best, what, 32, 34 at-large right. teams in the country, then they're they're sadly mistaken. So, right. Um yeah, and, and they're a fun team to watch. I mean, Nebraska yeah. really is a fun team to watch. I love watching the Hoiberg kid. Love, love yeah. watching Casey. Uh, Juwan Gary, did I say that name yeah. right? He's, yeah. he's, he's fun to watch. The yeah. big Dutchman or Dane or whatever, Belgian, whatever his nationality is. You know, what is he? What is Rick Mast? Is he from? He's Reich Mast. Reich Mast? Yeah. Full Mast. Okay, we can make up his known names. I'm usually the one that has trouble with names. I know that. Is he? Is he for? Here's. Okay, well, we'll look it up because we're well prepared. Well, he is. Uh, maybe somebody in the comments know. I read the. Let's see, Tiger Shark Driver. He says uh, Nebraska ball lead needs to listen to Tony Robbins or something. That's what he says. <laughs> You're supposed to look it up. Rank mask. Rank mask. I don't know. I'm the one that has problems with names, Todd. What the hell? He is from uh, Liechtenstein. I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm not going to look this up right now. I'm Holland. Say- MK says Holland. 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 Okay. And I, you know, I've never, I've never, listen, uh, years ago, years ago, uh, there was, you know, it, Holland, the Netherlands, that whole thing. Who's the Dutch? I can never remember that. It's kind of like they all are. It's, it's kind of like the UK. I don't know what the UK really is and isn't. And I try not to get into those discussions. And uh, there Holland, you go. Netherlands, Dutch, same thing. Now, okay. Deutsch is not. Deutsch no, is that's, German. That would be German. Okay. So, anyway, this mast, full mast. He is, I mean, he's he's something to watch. He and, is. You know, being a lover of international sports, I think he's Kevin DeBrine's brother. Okay. I think, I think he's Kevin DeBrine's long-lost brother. Who's, and who's, who's Kevin DeBrine? Well, he's like the best soccer player to ever come out of Belgium. He plays for okay. Manchester City. He plays for Manchester City. Okay. I mean, those two guys, I, I mean, it is crazy. It is crazy. It's it's good that we're getting a geography lesson here tonight, too, over in the comments. <laughs> Me, the social studies teacher. But, you know. I, I think the biggest thing about the Illinois game is they had a chance to fold. And they, they didn't. They really, you know, with about, I don't know, what was it, six, seven minutes left? They went down by like 10 points, 72 to 62, I think it was. And they had the chance to fold. And they and they did not fold. And they fought back. And they got to overtime. And here's the – their Twitter is going mad with the, the officiating and stuff like that. And I'm going to say the same thing that I say about women's basketball. When you're on the road, the home team, the home team always gets the calls, unless you're a really shitty team. Okay, like Nebraska, Penn State, 
Northwestern, normally him years past, would never get calls even on their home court. That's changed, I think, recently. But uh, you, you just you, home teams get the calls, and home teams certainly get the calls if they're a better, but they're considered a better basketball team. So Illinois was ranked. They get the got the calls, and they certainly did get the calls down the stretch. Then we're gonna call fucking Illinois for anything in the last like minute of the game. Dude, there was a somebody took there was a play in this game where one of the Illinois guys got an offensive rebound and hopped around like fucking Bugs Bunny. And I mean it was like NBA ready shit. You know how those guys just hop all over the place and nobody ever calls them for traveling. I was gonna upload that uh that gif. So everybody could see it, but oh my God, I, I just watched that and I went, how can you not, that's just, I could call that. And I have the eyes of a sloth, the reaction time and the eyes of a sloth. But it, yeah, it was, it was, the, you know, and people were angry that mass should have been called, a foul should have been called. Uh, Tom and Aga got really just crushed by a guy, just mashed into the floor. Yeah, no foul that. call. And, you know, the games have been, I think, more physical in the Big Ten than I've ever can recall them being. They're just letting players beat the shit out of each other. Maybe the refs are angry that they get nil contracts now. Um, I do have some. How much time do we have left here, John? Yeah, I'd like a long time. Okay, well, I'll cut this in half. Um, <laughs> okay. John, asked me what I hate about basketball. What do you hate about basketball, Todd? Everybody in the stands thinks there's a god. They're the goddamn referee. That's well, what I yeah. hate about basketball. Okay, you can't you can't go into a gymnasium anywhere where there's ten people out on the floor bouncing an orange ball, and everyone else around is an official. I'll tell you what. I was a principal for twenty three years, and I hated hated basketball season because I had to supervise the damn gym, and I'd go into that gym. Every flipping basketball game. Flipping basketball. Flipping. I'm trying to be careful here. You're tonight. trying to be careful. I am. Good job. Good and, job. <laughs> and everybody thinks they're a damn referee. Everybody thinks they're a referee. I remember back when I had my first teaching job. Donna Mason. Three seconds. Three seconds. Three seconds. Every time the ball. Because all she knew was three seconds. Three seconds. And Sharon Clausen would stand up and do this kind of crap all the time. All the time. Everybody thinks they're a flipping official. Everybody. And they yell real, and they scream. Are these real names of real people? Yeah. I don't care. Oh, my God. One of them might be dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was but, just going to ask. That was my next question. Are they dead? Okay. But the, but the reality is, the reality is, everybody's so damn close to the court, and they think they're a flipping official. They think they're a referee. The other part of it is, is that nobody knows what the rules are. Nobody knows. Because you can call a foul on every play. There's not enough officials on the floor. The game is out of control. It's absolutely ridiculous based upon how the game is played compared to how the rules are written. They're two different things. And the other thing is, and I have not found this, I'll tell you what, at one point in time, I actually pulled out the basketball rule book, the rule book that is written by the National Federation of, of High School Sports. And I looked for the rule that said, 
fouls must be equal between the home team <laughs> and the visiting team at the end of the night. And I can't find that rule. No, it doesn't exist. And I can't. I can't. You know? Hey, you know what? He was a son of a bitch. But Bobby Knight's teams, they very rarely got called for fouls because they played a cleaner game. They oh played a cleaner God. game. Look, listen to you. I'm sounding like a basketball guy. No, you're sounding like you're clenching your balls really tight and it hurts and your voice is going way up through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a problem. I have a problem, Todd. You're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to talk for a few minutes. Fred Sacco brought it up. Remember, right before I started, I kept saying I'm forgetting something. Okay. I'm forgetting something. So, uh, I want you to talk. I here. I want you to talk about this for two minutes. Will I? Will I do something? Um. Tiger Shark Diver says we don't have a point guard. I think that's the guy that brings the ball up the floor, that's kind of like the field general, the quarterback, that kind of points people in different directions and tells them where to go and runs the offense and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so <laughs> so um, you know, they said that going into the season, I oh. think. I, okay, what, all right. Can, can you say sell out? <laughs> I knew I was forgetting some. Okay, well, we don't have a point guard. You know, I don't know. We have a point center, according to. We Husband do have Chuck. a point. You know, here's the thing. I, I, I there. Nebraska has had a problem getting a point guard for a very long time. I don't know if we do actually have a qualified point guard, but what we do is have a. I think an offense where it's. It's it's a positionless offense, just like Matt Rule. If we had to rename Nebraska sports, we could just call us the positionless, and it'd be like mystifying. Well, it just – you'll see, that's how out of touch I am with the game. It used to be the tallest guy on the floor was your center, and your right. next two tallest guys were your forwards. And then right. you had the two short guys were the guards. And then they started right. calling shooting guard, power forward yeah. – and then we hell we had to number them playing the five, playing the three. I don't even know what the hell all that means, you know. But it's not necessary to watch the game. I don't think it is because sometimes no, you, you, gotta, you get you get four little shorties out there that it's bombs away. So <laughs> Linda says, "Whoop! I missed it." Linda says, "God dang it! I missed it again." Linda says, John, you could get undressed on camera. I think YouTube, uh, uh, you know, uh, frowns on that kind of thing. And I'm not starting an OnlyFans because I got enough of going on in my life. Okay. Uh, Justin Roggy says, no, we need a point guard badly. I don't know if we do. I mean, listen, if you want to be, listen, what do you want to be? I mean, if you want to be Purdue, yeah, we need a point guard. Probably two or three of them. But... If, if we just want to look at this team and go, you know what? This team could make history this season, could make history, and just winning an NCAA game, getting to the NCAA tournament for the first time in almost, what's it been, 2014? Was I thought it? it was back before the Revolutionary War. <laughs> it might as well be. But, you know, I, I guess – you know, if we can continue to be good, if Fred Hoiberg can continue to get old and stay old, 
then maybe we'll pick up a point guard. I don't know, but uh, it's been fun to watch. I've enjoyed, I dread them kind of because, you know, the problem I have with men's basketball is this in our game threads, people wait until the teams do poorly and then they come in and just start making shit comments and they do the same thing on Twitter and it's really exhausting. I mean, if you're going to make shit comments, make shit comments all the time, not just when we're getting our asses kicked, you fucking pansies. I mean, if you want to just say we stink and then stay with that, that's fine. I have not, no problem with that. But when you wait until we're down by like 15, you go, <laughs> you're just nothing but an asshole. Okay, there you go. That's wow. my Randy bit about that. Wow, oh, you're 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 kind of you're kind of unsettled a little bit about that but i agree well it's it's exhausting it's it's really exhausting because it it does get tiring so okay basketball i you know i think the key here is this they went on the road to they played a ranked team in illinois illinois is one of the best teams in the big 10 and they fought them through overtime and they barely you know they barely lost and if they can keep that if they can keep that kind of fight when they go through the rest of their games on the road, you know, we should be able to pick up a winner. I, I don't know, a win or two. Uh, Fred Sacco says, I'll make shit comments all the time about basketball. John, I got you. Thank you. Uh, Vince Watson says, odds are better. They choke and end up in the NIT, in my humble opinion. Uh, you know, who knows? That's the thing about it is you can just not project and just and just let it happen, man. Well, I, I, I want to get more Big Lebowski like I need to rewatch that movie and just like that's just your opinion, man. So they've got Northwestern on the road next. That's the Do next game. Yeah, it looks like they're at Northwestern on Wednesday and then they're home against Michigan and home against Penn State. Boy, I'll tell you what, if they could somehow get those three games, that ought to position them pretty good. I saw a comment earlier from another former wrestler, Don Dre, mentioned if they get 20 wins, they ought to get into the dance. I'm hearing people project they're going to have to have more than 20. We're like 21, 22 and win a game in the the Big Ten tournament. But – um, I don't know. I again, see that I just it. I don't know. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Unless the earth stops spinning and the simulation we're living in is over with soon, then it's going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. Basketball. That was that, what else? What other sports do you watch? Well, wait, we're still what? in basketball. Okay. What on God's green earth happened to the women? They got beat by Rutgers on the home floor. Yeah, a Rutgers team that is zero and ten in the yeah. Big Ten. Uh, uh. Well, flush that one away, and hopefully they get better well, from here on I, out. I hate to say this, I don't. I we have we have Jaden and Jill that do women's basketball, but I will say this about women's basketball is. That seems to be the the mo of a Amy Williams team is that they're just unbelievably inconsistent and they just can't find consistency, you know, and by now you would think we're going to win our games at home and, you know, the same thing with the men, lose them on the road, maybe pick up a couple on the road, but win all their games at home. And that, that you just kind of look at that and go, how can you let this happen? <clears throat> well, we got at least three other sports to talk about. Let's, what? well, let's flip to this one right here. Todd well, okay. just wrestled a polar bear according to Tiger Shark Diver. No, Todd didn't wrestle the polar bear, but Todd certainly did watch the polar bear wrestle 
Linda Wilkins says Todd watched the polar bear against the Illinois heavyweight the other night. Yes, he did. And uh, the polar bear is coming along. But Linda points out, I'm glad she brought this match up. Um, we all know that uh, Nash Hutmacher, uh, he, he, he has been kind of flipping every other duel um, with, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blank on his name, the other heavyweight, Harley Andrews. And um, Hutmacher is all of 285 pounds. I mean, right. the guy's 285 pounds, as big as you can get for a heavyweight in this day and age. The kid that he wrestled from Illinois the other night is a bumped up 197 pounder. So he's probably only weighing in at about 210, 215, maybe 220. And what I suspected was going to be a problem for Hutmacher turned out to be a problem in that match. Number one, that kid was in better shape. Nash is still working to get his cardio. Number two, Nash is he's a very active heavyweight. I mean, which is great for right. the sport. It's fun to watch guys like right. that. But he also is trying to learn a sport that he's not all that familiar with because being a big old heavyweight in high school like he was and able to totally dominate people, 73 straight pins, he's up against some very athletic uh, very athletic wrestlers. And when you have a guy who bumped up from 197 pounds, he was able to use Hutmacher's inexperience. And also he was able to use Hutmacher's weight and aggressiveness against him. He'd push and push and push. And then Hutmacher pushes back. And all that guy did is he dropped right. down and took him down. You're right. You know, he took down Hutmacher as easy as any heavyweights taken him down this year when he actually did it eventually. And Nash is a good athlete and he's learning the ropes at the college level. He, he had some good moves late in the match, and then he just wore the other guy out. I mean, the other guy's given up 65 pounds. And so Hutmacher just used his weight and wore him out. So, you know, good on him getting that win. And I'll tell you what, I said it before, you know, after uh, Nash won his second match, I do believe that he, got, he has the potential for getting a medal at the Big Ten tournament. I think he does. And you know, Hutmacher does? Huh? Hutmacher does? I think he does, but really? he's also got to, he also has to be the one in the lineup because, you know, the other guy's been wrestling pretty good too. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, Coach Manning handles that situation. Um, but it's bringing a lot of attention to the sport. You know, the Big Ten is starting to, to latch on to it. The Big Ten announcers, for those of you that don't watch wrestling regular, Shane Sparks, does a lot of the play-by-play. -play. He is one of the most excitable guys you're ever going to see in the sport. Guys off the wall. And, and, you know, everybody's getting on the polar bear train right now. So that's good for Nebraska, good for Nebraska wrestling, and good for the football team too. So, Matt Snovak says, who cares how Nash does as long as he's doing it? He will be the most in shape player come spring ball. Yeah, I he will. But, but Matt, there are wrestling fans, and they want the – you know, we do have one of the best wrestling teams in the nation. We just happen to be in a conference with all the other best wrestling teams in the nation. That's and true. And then there's Penn State that might as well be, I don't know, their own league. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much so. Okay. Uh, well, let's go to some comments here. Uh, Linda Wilkins says – 
I believe the Lady Huskers softball team is going to have a great year. Uh, the coordination will be starting a softball show, I think, uh, maybe in the next week. We're working on some kind of intro. They're working on names. But uh, Andy and I think Jaden are going to be doing that. Maybe some Miley or maybe all three of them. I don't know. But Todd and I won't be there, and we hope you watch. Because it is – I think softball should be really, like Linda says – pretty exciting this year well there's a there's a good uh, a, a good article in coordination today a preview of the softball season and um you know softball here's the thing you know Jordy ball that's huge that's huge getting her but you know these aren't the days when a high-powered pitcher can can win game after game after a game a high-powered pitcher can keep you give you a chance to win game after game um, but Nebraska's going to have to find somebody else to carry that pitching load as well. And hopefully, hopefully the offense is as potent as it should be. I, I, I agree, Linda. I think they're looking at a really good season. Um, we are going to have coverage here at Corn Nation. Um, you know, uh, Andy has uh, kind of picked it up, like John said, and, and uh, Jaden and maybe some Miley too. So, yeah, pay attention to Corn Nation for softball news. Tiger Shark Driver says, Diver says Todd was in the movie Gran Torino. Is that true, Todd? Yeah, I, I drove the Torino. <laughs> Did um, you? Yeah, my day name is Clint. That's what I go by, you know, during the working hours. Okay. Uh, James Boardman says officiating is a difficult job with split second decisions, but some of those calls and no calls were terrible. Uh, they were. And I, you know, it happens a lot. And I guess, you know, in order for me to not go insane and like break my TV when I'm watching basketball, I just, I just have just kind of went, mm, I got to let this shit go. Uh, Tiger Shark Diver is back with Todd is older than old school. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> James Boardman says Northwestern is a quad one game. The remaining games would do more dan damage if they lost. Northwestern right now is fourth in the conference at six and five in the conference, 15 and seven in overall, 11 and one at home. So, you know, it's kind of weird in that Northwestern and Nebraska are closer to the top. Minnesota is at five and five. That's shocking. And then Michigan is two and nine, and Ohio State is three and eight. Three and eight. These are conference records. And uh, you got to just laugh at Ohio State and Michigan because you can. That's what's fun about it. Indiana at five and six, they're below 500. Linda <clears throat> Wilkins says, what I hate about basketball is that they can take one minute left to play and turn it into eight minutes. Yeah, isn't that the case? You know, you, it, it's you, you don't have to tune in to the last couple of minutes of a game and you'll you'll see the whole thing. You're right. Okay. You're right. You know, that's like soccer expended minutes. They just extend whatever minutes they want. Well, they keep calling all those timeouts. And then, you know, people and all that kind of stuff. It's how the game, it's part of the game. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, Never mind me says, what is our record right now? Right now, Nebraska is six and six in conference. Uh, 16, am I looking at the right thing? Yeah, 16 and seven overall, 14 and one at home, and one and six on the road. This is not the right record because it has this. What the hell am I looking at here? <clears throat> that is not updated. Take another comment, Todd. Um, Don Dre says, Todd, are you leaving your first love wrestling for basketball? 
Absolutely not. Uh, Clay Kasselder says, uh, Todd wore short shorts in basketball. Well, I used to wear short shorts, but I never played basketball. Um, you know, back in my day, that's what the ladies liked were the short shorts. You know, that's that's what everybody wore. Um, oh, they, okay, those were the re correct records. I was okay. Go ahead. John wore short shorts. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, uh, Matt Snowback. Been a hot minute since I've been able to join the live show. John, your history videos are interesting, not to mention help the workday go by. I hope all of you are moved over to Hardcore College Football History, which is the newer channel I started. All of the newer history videos are going out there. Uh, my goal is to release one a week, and I'm still trying to learn what I'm doing, and then we're going to try to tackle some bigger projects. <clears throat> like what happened, to, what happened to college football in World War I, Todd? Uh, in World War One, yeah. Well, World War One. That's shortly after Teddy Roosevelt almost shut the game down. Sure. This is like fifteen years later. Well, that's shortly in the big. Okay, season. short. Shortly in the age that we are. In other words, like we've lived millennium. So I'm going to guess they played college football, but it was probably stripped down a lot because a lot of the young men were off fighting the war. Well, this is one of the things that uh, I'm going to cover. It's hopefully in the future. What happened to college football in World War II? I don't know, but Ted Williams flew a fighter plane, and he lost an opportunity to have a lot more hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, were you marking comments? I, I, I've i been talking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, uh, what's next? What what is next on the thing, on the agenda? You know, the one that we wrote down before we do these shows. Well, here's I'm going to put this one. Kind of comes up, the Omaha oh, Supernovas. Yeah. Well, you know, well let me back up. Fred Sacco says Omaha Supernovas is that our lingerie football team? And Justin Roggy pops in and says, Fred, it's our professional volleyball team. Um. So, um, John, yeah, have you paid any attention at all to the Omaha Supernovas? No, I haven't. I figured when it starts, we'll start hearing about it. Well, it has started, and oh, it has. They have they had two home games in the CHI Center. Okay. What do you suppose attendance has been for those two home games? What would you? How many people from Omaha or the Omaha area, whatever, from Nebraska? How many people do you think would show up to watch a women's professional volleyball game that I think has two Nebraska players on the roster? Five thousand each. Over eleven thousand, both games. Really? Each game has been over eleven thousand well, fans. That is okay. That's pretty impressive. Is that more than the WNBA gets? Well, it's pretty shocking <laughs> if you ask me. But do you suppose because Nebraska has been crowned, you know, the capital of, of volleyball, you know, uh, 93000 for a women's game in an outdoor football stadium, do you suppose now that Nebraskans feel an obligation to show up? I mean, is that like Nebraska guilt or is that truly the love of the game? I think that's – I. 
like you know what years ago i i'm oh my god this is deep memories i remember watching the tucson sky when i was like 15 years old i think or 16 living in tucson by myself and that was it was men and women together on the same volleyball team and it was phenomenal i mean it was exciting it was fast and i i can imagine that professional women's volleyball i mean it's an exciting fast. The volleyball is a fun sport to watch. It's exciting. It's fast. You know what happens at the end of volleyball, Todd? Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't call timeouts and make the game last too long. Sons of bitches. <laughs> That's why it's so good. Is because you know it's it's just there. You go. It's. I mean, it's volleyball. Supernova, huh? Yeah, I like that super name. Well, Linda Wilkins says, Todd, are you saying you don't like the short shorts on the volleyball team? Linda, that's not what I said. Linda, do not drag me into a place that we all know that I should not go. However, I was I followed up a, a little bit of reading, and apparently uh, during the Supernova broadcast, which I didn't watch the Supernova broadcast, uh, but one of our regulars uh, had commented about the the announcer and and the uh, the two announcers. Well, John Baylor does the play by play, but whoever he has as his analyst on that show was really going off on the Oregon women and the or first of all the Oregon volleyball court because it's so busy and it's hard to watch. But also, she just lit up Oregon and Nike for how short the Oregon women's shorts were in the NCAA tournament this year. So, just a little bit of uh, fashion news. Uh, out there about shorts and short shorts and short shorts that don't cover everything they should cover in public. You know what I remember about Supernova? What? It was a really good Liz Fair song. Well, who who did Champagne Supernova? That's Oasis. a really good Oasis. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. I I'd take Liz Fair's version, but there you go. Did, okay. What what? what? <laughs> answer, answer that question, Todd. Well, I'm sure if Sam could be a point guard, he would be a point guard. After all, his dad is the coach. Uh, I think his dad probably spent a tremendous amount of time with him uh, in the driveway and in the gym and coaching him up. And so I think if Sam could be a point guard, he would be. Um, Isn't he a point guard? I don't know. He's always out there playing defense and throwing up a three from downtown occasionally. He, he is fun when he gets on the floor. He plays with uh, ex exceptional energy. You can tell that they take it up a notch when he just gets on the floor and starts doing stuff. Well, I don't know. You know I think there's I also a rule, and and because you know some people could ask, well, couldn't case 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 I or. Am I saying it right? Casey? Casey, tongue monogamy. Casey. Some, you know, why isn't Casey a, a point guard? And okay, so you got Casey, you got Sam. And the reason neither one of those guys can be point guards is because they're dependent upon headbands. You can't wear stretchy, elastic headbands and be a point guard. You, you simply can't because you could be going down the court in a really important moment and your headband might slip down over your eyes and you can't see and, and tell anybody what to do. So the only way that you can have Sam and Kasai be a, a point guard is if you take the headbands away from them. No headbands, 
you you show me a point guard that wears a headband. John Stockton. John Stockton didn't <laughs> wear a headband. Uh, that one tennis guy that yelled, "Are you serious?" all the time. John McEnroe. He wore a yeah, headband. He, he was a he was a yeah he was a point guard. Well, think about how much better he would have been if that headband wouldn't slip down <laughs> over his eyes at important points. I'm telling you. Okay, we still have like 20 minutes left. Did you did you see the big news in football? Well, the big news in sports. There was some big news today. Well, did you see any of it? I saw. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten and the SEC, they be having some conversation. Yeah. Roger Goodell gave his State of the NFL speech today. Did he? I didn't know. But we're not talking about that. No, we're not. John, you tell me what are the SEC and the Big Ten up to? They're getting together and making sure that everybody knows they're in charge of everything from now on. Basically, I don't think this is the alliance. If you remember that thing, they kept ESPN. It did its job. If we can make fun of it, but it did its job. And then it kept ESPN from automatically extending the college football contract because that's what ESPN wanted to do. And the the, the alliance that was short-lived uh, you know, did their job and took care of that and made sure that the contract was opened up to everybody, which it should be. But... The Big Ten and SEC have kind of joined what? Like, yeah, you're a bureaucrat. You spent your life being a bureaucrat. You should be able to understand this more than I do. They are going to, they're going to like listen. They're going to like express their concerns about the NCAA. I don't know what, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, what have I said earlier? I've said we have about three to five years before all of this is going to change. And today's news was a never, another indication of that and that the National Labor Relations Board ruled that Dartmouth's foot, a basketball team is employees. Now, this isn't, you know, Twitter's acting like, oh, this is a big thing and the, the end of the, you know, the beginning of the end. But keep in mind that years ago, the NRLB ruled that Northwestern should be employees too. So, this has all got God knows how many appeals left and how much time left, but it is a sign that, you know, I think that, like I've said, I think we have about three to five years and college sports are going to be absolutely completely different than anything we could ever think of before. I, I agree with you. I think that somehow, um, Somehow, what's going to come from? I don't know if it's going to come from these meetings that the Big Ten and SEC are talk, are are holding, but I do I do eventually see um, some form of payment, some collective bargaining. Um, quite honestly, that's really the only way that, for now, I'll say the NCAA. Who knows what's going to be down the road? But right now, that's it, it, without a collective bargaining agreement they really don't have a hell of a lot of control over their players. We're going to continue to have the wild, wild west with the portal and nil unless they have some kind of an agreement. And yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I still am going to hedge my bets. I'm going to say that there is going to be a 36 or a 40 some odd league um, 
football league uh, of some type of college football. And I think we're going to see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in the next 10 years. So, um, yeah, I 50? Yeah. 50. 50. 50 what? Uh, I don't is know. He guess, is he guessing my age? He might be. <laughs> I'm going to throw a couple of things up here, and then there's we got another sport to talk about here. Don Dre said when Todd wrestled, he would say to his opponent, "Do you feel lucky?" Well, that'd be my <laughs> that would be my daytime persona. Do you feel lucky? And then Fred, boy, these two guys must have sat close to the mat. Fred said when Todd wrestled, he said, "What you going to do?" Um, I was not a trash talker, and I'm not a real trash talker fan. Um, I popped off when I was in eighth grade. I'm not going to get into the details, but I popped off once after a match. I won and a kid was talking to me the whole mat or the whole match. And I, I honestly am shocked that we got out of that school alive. It just scared the hell out of me. Um, wow. Story, story on it and was, was with my mom and my brother. Um, one of the scariest experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, go ahead. You're going to do more comments, I assume. Matt Snovak says, is the baseball team predicted to be good this year? I'm more of a fair weather Husker baseball fan. I'm real curious, Matt, to see what the Big Ten coaches and the media what their predictions are this year. Um, they have not, no one's come out. Most schools, or excuse me, the, the few things that I've read, they're looking at Indiana and um, Iowa. Iowa. Um, Iowa brings back a load of pitching, a load of pitching. And they always are an aggressive, scrappy offensive team. Um, but I think Nebraska um, Nebraska is going to be in the mix. And, uh, I think this week we have a series of articles, preview articles coming out in coordination. Uh, Aaron and I have, have written them. They, I think they're starting tomorrow, either tomorrow or the middle of the week. So you can read our thoughts about, um, this upcoming season. Uh, what Nebraska has to figure out is who they're starting pitching uh, who, right. who's going to be their starting pitchers and the weekend um, starting uh, three uh, your guess is as good as mine. I think Will Walsh has a chance to be in there. Um, I think Drew Christo maybe, but who knows the excitement is, is that on the 16th, 17th and 18th, I'm going to be in Arlington, Texas watching Nebraska play baseball. Oh, wow. And, and so is Aaron. So we're both uh, – Aaron's going down with his family, and I'm going down solo. I'm going to hang out down there. And well, uh, You should figure out how to do a live show from Texas. A live show from Texas. Yeah. I hope I'm alive when I'm in Texas. Texas is a fine state, Todd. <sighs> okay. Uh, it is. It's a fine state full of. I'm fine really optimistic people. about the baseball team, though. Um, I have I have year. relatives in Texas, Todd. I know you do. Linda Wilkins said, "Todd, it was ninety two thousand and three, not ninety three thousand. 
Yeah. Thanks, Linda, for keeping me honest there. I tend to inflate things. Um, my wife accuses me of exaggerating everything. This is a Fred. long silence, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> Fred Sacco says Champagne Supernova was, an, was awesome. Yes, Oasis. We've established that. So we agree. Well, keep going. Uh, Rex Burke. Oh, this we missed this. James Boardman says Rex Burke had announced his retirement today. Ten years. Ten years in the NFL. Yeah. Did you ever see that guy be in a 10-year NFL? Know, no, no, I didn't. But I think he was just the guy that figured out how to play football. You know, he's kind of like Danny Woodhead. He just figured out how to to make himself useful on a team. And, I mean, when he played for Nebraska, he was that guy when he played kill the carrier or whatever we called it back then that you, you could just figure out how to run all over the place and nobody could tackle him. You know, even though there'd be 10 guys chasing him all over the playground, you know, he'd still kick our asses all over the place. You know, Rex Burkhead, when when he was at Nebraska, what stood out uh, to me about him is that he was always going forward, you know, and he was quick enough, quick enough, um, surprisingly quick, that, you know, he could get to the holes when they would open up and he could take one step either right or left and, and get some more yards. Um I'm, you know, it, it was it was fun to watch him in the NFL because they threw passes to him, um, but right. he was he was he was a Husker that you know I think we we really need to be proud of. Um, obviously, John, you've got a soft spot in your heart for Team Jack, yeah. and I know that in his uh, retirement announcement, he mentioned that today, right? Um, his affiliation with that, and he's been you know, a very strong leader for that uh, foundation. So um, Rex Burkhead is one of those Nebraska Cornhuskers that hopefully they find a way to keep him somehow around the program. You know, uh, I'm not, I, I don't, not necessarily coaching or anything like that, but, you know, he, well, ambassador. he needs to be as around. An ambassador. There you go. That's yeah. a great term as an ambassador for the program. He, yeah, he's a good guy. Okay. William Breidinger says polar bear versus spotted cow would be legendary. I like me some spotted cow. Do you have, did somebody asked what you're drinking tonight? Uh, coffee. I'm in a hotel room. Matt Snovak says no one should be surprised. It's a matter of where this is regard the NCAA stuff and the Big Ten SE joining forces. Uh, no one should be surprised. It's just a matter of time before college football breaks off from the NCAA. Then we will see schools go back to regional leagues for non-football sports to be dollar stable. You know, the NCAA does own March Madness. If they do not own or control the college football offseason, which is why we have this massive playoff and everything coming in and shit tons of money, but they do control March Madness and they do control the money for that. So, you know, I'm surprised that Paul Dallin hasn't mentioned money laundering, that the NCAA is a giant money laundering organization. So they'll have to be around to launder money. I, You know what I, I mean? I do like what, you know, of where we're at. I mean, where we're at and where we could possibly go. I, I do agree with Matt. I mean, I, I would, 
football go do its thing and and let's get back to you know some regional leagues for the rest of it that's that's what i that's what i would advocate fred you know throws in his two cents here uh, in five years, the Big the Big Ten and SEC will merge, and they'll still call it the Big Ten. Yeah, that's true. Um, even if even if uh, we eventually end with uh, a league of sixty four teams, I'm sure it will be the Big Ten. Well, it's a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the biggest name in sports. Wait a minute. Paul Dallin chimes in and says, nil is money laundering, not the NCAA, or did I misunderstand you? No, they're both money laundering, Paul. Come on. By the way, uh, the Pipeline Jerky put out this little segment of me talking about their product and their nil offering, and I got I got people on Twitter uh, gave me some crap about pronouncing it nil because apparently everybody else says nil, which I think is kind of dumb because it's, it takes longer to say and it's nil just makes sense. So there you go. James Boardman comes in with, "I'm looking forward to see what Childress will do with the pitching staff. Uh, kind of thin at starting. Uh, absolutely, the yeah. key to Nebraska baseball is going to be what Rob Childress does with the pitching staff. And I agree. I think they're kind of thin, but." You know, they brought in – I'll tell you, I think we're going to see some freshman pitchers out there on the mound starting. I don't think not, – not right away on the weekends, but I think he's brought in some quality freshman throwers. Um, so that, that's what I'm looking at. And, you know, maybe, maybe Drew Christo finally has it figured out. Yeah. Um, if, if Drew Christo has it figured out, I think he could be really, really good. And Will Walsh, you know, he's he's pretty steady Eddie. So, yeah, pitching is where it's gonna that's that's gonna make the ship uh, float or sink. So, well, who's gonna replace our offensive juggernaut that we had last year? I uh, I predict that you're gonna see a much. I, I I predict you're gonna see a team that plays a little bit of small ball. They're gonna be very aggressive, a lot of hit and running. You're not going to see – I mean, they had 97 home runs, for God's sakes, last year. Um, yeah. You can't replace – you can't replace uh, and, uh, Max and Max Anderson and um, uh, Bryce Matthews. You can't replace them. Um, it was you, fun. 97 home runs was fun, Todd. 97 was fun. <laughs> yeah. 97 was fun. Okay. What else we got? We went through the uh, Big Ten and SEC. What do I really think is going to happen there? And, you know, the whole NR National Labor Relations Board. I don't – I think – I don't know. You know, I need to think about that a while with a non-addled mind. <sighs> what do we got coming up next? What do you mean what do we have coming up next? For our next topic, we still have eight minutes left. We still have uh, – um, <laughs> We plan these so well. So uh, who are you cheering for in the Super Bowl, John? Oh, God, I don't know. You know, I – it's the Chiefs and the 49ers, isn't it? Yeah. It's either – it's like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or – Brock I, you know, I, I guess I got to go with Brock Purdy. I kind of feel icky about that, though. 
because they the Packers had them. I will say this: um, last Saturday, my wife, you know, my wife works at a church. She does this children's program thing, and she had this, you know, this little kids uh, kind of come and do stuff as little kids thing. And one of their their youth leaders is a Wisconsin guy, and I forgot about this. And he was telling me about how upset he was that Nebraska came back and beat Wisconsin. And I have to tell you that I, I got the biggest joy out of that. I really did. You know, it's not often that you actually have, like it, in my position, it's not often you actually have where you're living in a foreign state, another guy saying, I'm upset that your basketball team beat mine. Do you know how rare that has been throughout my lifetime? Yeah, those aren't words you hear very often. So that that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sorry you. Oh, good God! Uh, you just said, "Oh, the Super Bowl." I, well, I think I. Linda Wilkins says, "Do you think Patrick's dad being arrested for DWI for the third time will affect uh, his game Sunday?" No, um, I think that Patrick Mahomes. You know, while he and his dad have a good relationship, I think that Patrick Mahomes uh, kind of knows where his dad's been. Um, I think I think that he can compartmentalize, and I I don't think the fact that this happened again will have an effect on on Patrick Mahomes. Um, I didn't I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, you know, his dad used to pitch for the Rangers, and. Oh. Uh, Pretty pretty solid and, and major league baseball player, but yeah, um, I tell you what, um, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to the game because really, yeah, I am, and you know, I'm a I'm a Brock Purdy fan. I've I've liked him since his freshman year in college. I, I really do like him, and um, but you know that San Francisco offense is a lot of fun to watch. And so are the Chiefs. I mean, and both teams have really good defenses. So I think I think it'll be a pretty good game. I I don't care who wins. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I hope we see a good game. I hope we see a good, exciting game. Do you hope that the Chiefs win, and then Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift get engaged right after the game in front of the whole world? Is are they going to get engaged before or after she endorses Biden for president? <laughs> I mean, because that's what's supposed to happen. I mean, that's what people are saying. <laughs> we live in an and, insane world. You know, human beings are crazy. And uh, is she is she going to be able to get off to her next concert? You know, how long does she stick around after the game before she has to go to her next show? Did you see how many people dropped offline when you made that comment? <laughs> that wasn't my. That was not a political comment. That was a statement that has been bandied about by some people. Seem yeah. to think that the only reason the Chiefs are in oh. the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you go. John Diamo says, uh, "I'm probably butchering his name." The powers that be want Taylor Swift to win the Super Bowl. You know, it is a big. You know, 
I was talking to somebody about this uh, recently about how how huge the NFL is and how enormous and influential they are and how much money they have. And the reason that I was talking to somebody about it was uh, the Washington Post recently did an article about CTE and how the NFL controls that money. And if you have suspected CTE problems or if you have problems where you could qualify for money from their CTE settlement, you have to go through their doctors to get it. And they refuse a lot of people. Yes, And it's do. a really, it's a really shaming article. And it includes this bit in the, in the fact that at one point the NFL literally was going to pay black players less because they had less cognitive ability for that to even appear in, in the world we live in now is, is shameful and disgusting. And I, I guess, you know, the NFL still controls all this stuff. So there are times when I'm watching the NFL that I absolutely believe that they would love to see Taylor Swift win the Super Bowl. If they well, could put her in a uniform and put her on the field for a pass play, they, they do that in a heart of, you know, they eat that shit up. You know, back to the CTE thing, there was a, a, big article that broke today where there has been some research done on rugby players and right. rugby players in Great Britain. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned New Zealand and Australia, the incidence of CTE type, uh, you know, they haven't, they haven't been cutting over open brains and that kind of stuff, but the memory loss types of things are much higher than what people had um, had expected. So anyway. Okay. It, yes. I don't I don't have anything to say. I'm I'm fading fast here. I got up this morning and I did I did a, a eye exercise, a focus eye exercise, because my eyes still have problems focusing. There's a lot of jokes probably that could go on with that. And I, I did this eye exercise with literally five to ten minutes, and uh, it screwed me up for like, well, for the day. And it, it's not been fun. So, uh, Husker Bob, new – did you want to read that? You No, you go ahead. Husker Bob says, new Mahomes State Farm commercial. They'll even insure my dad. Probably isn't in his contract. <laughs> Ouch. I will say this, but we have to talk shit about Iowa before we're done. Because Iowa's women's basketball is coming to Lincoln, aren't they? And Soon? Caitlin Clark is going to set the record for most points by a female college basketball player in Lincoln at the vault. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about it? I think that they should bring in a rainer and, uh, you know, just play really good defense against her, which doesn't work. It doesn't work because she just flops and she gets all them fucking flopping calls. And that, they, it's not, they, you know what I mean? They should triple team her the entire game. Let everyone else from Iowa <laughs> score 15 to 20 points a piece. You know, take – Take the beating, get beat by 40 points, but triple team Caitlin Clark and keep her to under five or under 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, Husker Shuck says, let's storm the court during the game. That would be interesting. 
She is, you know, I recognize that she has an effect on everything. She has blown up women's basketball, but watching her in the State Farm commercials during the games is like, oh my God, she shouldn't, she, they should, she's terrible in commercials. She is so flat and dry. It's just, it's, it's terrible. I, have to, I mean, you got to admit Mahomes and, um, Maado are pretty good with their commercials. Yeah, I love those commercials. I, yeah. I tell you what, those two guys are really, really good. Mahomes is awesome. Well, Andy Reid, that one with the when yeah. he draws the mustaches when they're sleeping yeah. on the plane. Oh my God. <laughs> Roger Moore says, Todd for president. You could do it, Todd. I, American, I just, America needs a leader. America doesn't need me. <laughs> you could announce and everybody would go great another another old senile son of a bitch that's what it is uh yeah. scott shader says don't let flopped and clark suit shoot 75 times a game uh david burns says watching from cedar hill texas welcome david burns Fred Sacco says she's as bad as Mahomes at his commercials for High V. Looks like he's been tranquilized. I don't ever see those because we don't really have many High Vs in Minnesota. <laughs> okay, David Burns, you're supposed to show up an hour earlier. We're at eight o'clock. We're, so we're actually we're, we're actually done now because we're old and uh, we're we get tired easily. <laughs> we started out with decent energy, Todd. Yeah, we have. I think we. I think we wasted it in the first ten minutes tonight. <laughs> We're going to have to pace ourselves a little bit. I can't watch as much basketball. I'm going to have to cut back on my basketball watch. Why? Why? Because I, I, I burnt myself out early in this show. It's a fun sport. I got to have staying power. You just have well, to learn how to not let it get to you. <laughs> hey, on this one, John, I'm going to yes. say goodnight. Fred Sacco says, David Burns, how's Frank? Still upset at Hawkeye and Trapper. You know, here's a little inside thing. Uh, I think I used to sign my name Frank Burns a lot when I was young. <laughs> you know, whenever the police would come and they'd make you sign things, like if you were at a party and they said, well, we don't need to see your IDs, but we need to see all your signatures. And I would either sign uh, Frank Burns or the name of a guy I knew in sixth grade that was in my town for one year. And then another friend of mine would told me later, he goes, I signed his name too a lot. So there you go. I was Frank Burns, a lot of stuff. Okay. Paul Dallin says she's the best college basketball player in the country, full stop. Well, yep. she might be, but she plays for Iowa. And by God, I hate Iowa. So there you go, Paul. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> Good night, Todd. Good night, John.